Welcome to the next episode of Kelly from Kentucky. And in this episode, we're going to talk to Diving for Hope with all the waterways that's here in Kentucky, including Laurel River Lake, Wood Creek Lake, Cumberland River, Rockcastle River, and all other water sources in Kentucky and Southeastern Kentucky. Diving for Hope is a nonprofit organization that you want to learn about in this episode today. So check it out. Welcome to Kelly from Kentucky, the podcast series where we talk about behind the scenes, travel tips, and insider stories from Kentucky. I'm your host, Kelly, and if you've never been to Kentucky, well, bless your heart. Let's go. Diving for Hope is a local nonprofit organization here in London, Kentucky, that is just that giving hope to people when it comes to rescuing, recovering, and giving another resource to people when it comes to going underwater. Now that is probably one of my biggest fears is going underwater. I have to hold my nose. When I was on vacation in Aruba, we tried to go snorkeling um, and then actually go diving down on a tether rope. Dude, I, I couldn't go down. I just stuck my face and said, yep, there's the fishies. I'm gonna stay right here. And so, first of all, welcome to Kelly from Kentucky. I appreciate you taking the time out. If you want to give a little bit to tell us a little bit about yourself, um, Graham, I'll let you start first. Tell us about who you are and, and what you do here in London. Sure. Uh, my name's Graham Barino. Uh, I work, my day job is a 911 telecommunicator here at London Laurel County 911. Um, basically, uh, this is Brian Hutton. He uh, helps me out whenever we go diving, and he's definitely my partner in crime. We always, uh, I don't go diving without him pretty much, so. Uh, so, uh, Brian, are you Graham Shadow? Is that? Pretty much. <laughs> he, uh, we were real big in watching some of the other play people that do this on YouTube, and uh, Graham took a big following and actually got to go along with some, and, uh, so you're saying going with other rescue organizations. Yeah, they actually found a deceased man in uh, Macquarie County, him along with another organization. Um, and then after he done that, he come to my house and I was actually watching that on YouTube at my house. He's like, I've always wanted to do something like that. And that very next So you day, watched it in real time yeah. of them rescuing. So first of all, now their listeners are like, what kind of nonprofit organization are you talking about? So first of all, explain what Diving for Hope is. Sure. So basically, we're a nonprofit organization um, that is privatized. We're not through the state or anything like that. So what that means is, um, if if you have anything, we we mostly do missing person cases. So um, you know, missing person was driving and never never came back home. Um, a lot of times, we investigate those. We have private investigators, uh, all kinds of resources at our fingertips to uh, hand our cases over and say, you know, this is what we need. Um, give us some spots we need to check. Once those spots are given back to us, we take our, uh, you know, all of our equipment, sonar, boats, um, diving equipment, and we go and search um, either for missing persons or, or anything that, that has... Or missing there. items. That's correct. So basically... Um, we also go to the lake and do missing items, phones, 
anchors, everything like that. And those, we charge a fee for those. Um, and that fuels to get better equipment and um, better resources at our fingertips so that we can help close and bring closure to families uh, for their missing persons. So all the, all the phones and the boat recoveries that you see, sunken boats and everything like that, that all feeds and fuels for us every day to be able to get out in the community and tell people what we do and help bring closure to families whenever they need it. Brian, you had said that other organizations that kind of inspired you to do that, what are some other organizations that maybe people have are familiar with them and they don't even realize that's kind of what you all do here? Uh, there was an organization out of Oregon that had kind of made the slate for all of this to start. It was called Adventures with Purpose. Um, and then there's one out of Illinois, Chaos Divers. They're great people. They're real good friends of ours. And, of course, there's other people down in Georgia, like, uh, what's, I don't the, Adam Adventures. Adam Brown Adventures, and uh, I don't remember Brits. When you have a lot of people, so there's a lot of people in surrounding states mm-hmm. yeah. that is diving for hope. Could say the the one for Kentucky. Are there any other organizations in Kentucky that you know of that do the services you offer? As far as I know, any in Kentucky and any state surrounding Kentucky, there's nobody. Um, you know, any state that touches Kentucky, there's there's not any. Types of history is Britain's. Yeah. So it sounds like that there's a definite need because when emergencies happen, mm-hmm. time is a very critical to distinguish between a re- rescue and a recovery because I have watched some of these other organizations. So what gave you that inspiration to, hey, was there a case that you said that maybe wasn't the outcome you were looking for, that you saw the need, what inspired you to say, we need to make Diving for Hope? 100%. There was uh, some cases that came to our attention. Uh, one of them, like, was in Macquarie County. You know, it was a cold case, I want to say, four or five years old. Um, and then there's uh, other cases as well that we're, that we're working on a case right now uh, in Winchester, Kentucky, uh, that's over 20 years old. Uh, wow. So... You know, there's a lot of cases that are out there that people are not aware of that people uh, go missing in their vehicles and 99% of the time when somebody goes missing in their vehicle uh, it, it is water related it, it's kind of hard to hide a vehicle for 20 years and nobody it never show up at a scrap yard or anything like that uh, with their VIN and, and license plate on file so a lot of times it is water related either that being a dementia patient or anything that's the one in Winchester is a dimensional patient that we're working on now. That's a 20 year old cold case. We're working with the Clark County Sheriff's Department. So, you know, there, there's a lot of things that are going on that, that not necessarily that the, the agency didn't try, the agency did their best at that time, you know. The, the technology, you said 20 years. Yeah. yeah. Now that's hard to believe 20 years is 2003. Yeah. That doesn't, like I'm thinking that's in the 70s, but technology itself. Was not the same then. Right. Opportunity and not that those other emergency personnel isn't doing a hundred percent capability um, when it comes to pieces of equipment. Describe some of the equipment that you're talking about. You've mentioned drones. Yep, we have uh, drone capability. Uh, another thing that we have uh, uh, 
we manufacture our own airbags. Um, so they're, they're very expensive and a lot of agencies uh, don't have them for that reason. So we manufacture our own um, and we actually sell them as well to other agencies. Uh, but airbags are needed to lift boats up uh, or vehicles. Um, we could, we've lifted and floated many vehicles and boats with airbags as well. So we have all kinds of technology as well as sonar technology to be able to see pretty much everything that's on the bottom. We can tell you every rock that's on the bottom, uh, old road beds, everything. Without so even it's not water. just a typical depth finder you use to go fishing in where you see little burps of fish like this well, is. We have that, but we also have uh, like, we, we use mostly the Garmin Pan Optics. But then we also have submergible sonar systems and submergible cameras that we can put down just to <clears throat> give more accreditation before we actually get into the water just to back up that, yeah, that's something that we potentially need to dive on. Right. And when did you all officially start diving for Hope? We started our company roughly about a year ago, um, but we've been doing it a little bit before that, um, we nothing was just set in stone. We, you know, we started doing it, and we noticed that we were making an impact and, and doing pretty good. So we wanted to start, you know, let's actually do this and let's kick it off and, and make it a real thing. So that's when we went and started the business, and and it it's grown from there, and we're doing really good. But you know, definitely uh, see a bigger future ahead as well. So when it comes to where you're located, your home base for this would be in London, Kentucky. Yes. But just because your organization's here, you will reach out. You've said, you've already mentioned McCreary County uh, and Manchester, Jackson, Winchester, but you can even go beyond on other states. Oh, yeah, of yeah. course. Um, we're actually working on a case as well that's in New York. Um, it's upstate New York that we're going to be going to probably uh, by this winter or the next spring coming up. So, so uh, now I'm just, how did someone from New York communicate with you all i think through uh shares of our social media page they yeah. found us and sent us a message and asked us if we were interested in helping and if definitely we're always right. interested in bringing some closure to families because with your background in emergency services you you said you know we before we started recording that fight or flight you either got that kind of gene where my hands are clammy just talking about you all doing this type of work makes me a nervous trick. But when you have those skills and that passion to help others, mm -hmm. um, I think all of us love the Travel Channel and TikTok Reels, especially when things happen in a good ending. That's sure. what we all really want is the happy ending. But sometimes a happy ending is finding that closure of that 20 year old cold case that was so there so the family can finally put that to rest mm -hmm. do you see that being the majority of the calls or hey i dropped my cell phone in the lake i, I would say uh, we do at this time during the summer get a lot of uh, late call service calls so to speak so give an example because i saw on your social media i believe at laura lake you all did recover a cell phone and the, the, the person, you could tell, like, she had won the lottery of that cell If my cell phone, like, I don't know what I would even do if my cell phone was gone. Because I know it's not backed up. I know I didn't save anything. Um, how do you price that out? Is that depending on how deep it is, where the location is? Like, how, tell us Mostly we do a flat rate whenever we go to the lake like that. 
just because there are so many variables of, you know, um, you know, if somebody loses an anchor, how heavy it is it going to be? We're going to have to have these different uh, airbags or, you know, if it's just a phone or if it's the phone's 80 foot or the phone's at 10 foot. So we normally just charge a flat rate fee for any uh, lost item. But we also do um, boat wrecks, um, you know, boats that you know, didn't have the plug in. Uh, the you know, village pump and yeah so yeah. we go out there we've done uh, vehicles in water you know people's wrecked in water you know luckily nobody was in the vehicle at that time uh, but we pulled up multiple vehicles out of the lake multiple boats that were sunken in the bottom of the lake oh I've seen plenty of videos of backing that trailer in and they didn't put it in park or they put it in reverse or and then there there it goes and you think dude how how did you do that? Yeah. Are most of those, like that situation is just in a hurry? Because I know when we're back in a boat, I feel pressure. Like there's nine people in line to get the boat in. I'm wasting time backing it up. Do you think it's just people trying to rush and not pay attention? Uh, partly, yeah. But other than that, it would be, you know, those boat ramps are underwater. So algae is going to grow and make it slick. And once that heavy boat starts floating it may pull you you never know if you're yeah. in a wake zone that may pull your vehicle as well so yeah. emergency brakes kind of get left out a lot you know because they're only jumping out for like a minute just to sit you're right yeah, yeah. so that, that's that what seems to be the most of it right of course at that time it's we think those videos are funny when it's not your situation right but when the roles are reversed you could literally I mean, saving lives in that moment, making someone's day better, and then maybe refocusing and teaching them water safety and things to do, not to do. I know at Laurel River Lake, it's a 5,600-acre lake, 200 miles of shoreline. We have a man-made beach, and we have um, we can do scuba diving there because it's so sure. clear. And near the spillway, um, you educated me. The Tin Man, that's about 20, 30 feet down. So I have a funny story about that. We had a group that I was touring and had, were on the pontoon boat. And I was giving them all the highlights and all the attractions and things to do at the lake. And I said, and here's the spillway and the Tin Man is about 20 feet down here. And we can do scuba diving training. As soon as I said that, Two scuba divers just surfaced at the top of the water as I said that. And the and the tour group was like, how did you plan that? And I just laughed. I said, the Lord planned that. There's no way you could. I didn't have a radio saying, come to the surface in the next 30 seconds. Yeah. But just that was so cool for them to see that. Now, to me, that scares me that I have to scuba dive. How much of do you see of that being a recreational benefit for our lake? Are there lots of scuba divers? You talked about training people. I, I do think that is something very unique yeah. that a lot of people think you have to go to the ocean to do that. Or you have to go in some exotic place to scuba dive. Tell a little bit about that. For sure. So um, also another thing that people don't know um, is we also are a retailer. So we have access, you know, we can order anything scuba diving that you need whatsoever. So, um, you know, if, if you're wanting to scuba dive and, and don't know what to get, you know, you can consult with us um, and, you know, we can get whatever you need as well as filling bottles, uh, you name it. So, you know, the closest place from here is either Somerset, Knoxville, or Lexington. Those are your three dive stores. Uh, 
So, you know, right here in London also, we don't have necessarily a storefront, right. but we can uh, train and as well as order uh, dive equipment for anybody that might want it. Um, so, yeah. What does that look like of training someone to go scuba diving? One, is there an age limit? Uh, no, there's uh, junior scuba divers. Um, so there's there's no age limit as long as their parents are okay with it if they're underage and are present as well. Um, so that is something that, you know, somebody could do if they wanted. Um, but there's anything and everything under the sun, scuba diving. Uh, it's a whole other world down there. Um, no, I have seen some YouTube videos because technology and cameras. I mean, there was one scuba diver... It literally looked like they were in a room. It was just so clear, and it. And when I go to train shows, I try to show different YouTube videos of actual footage, and people are like, "There is no way that that is a lake." Number one, and I'm like, "No, no, no way." So talk about how deep Laurel River Lake and what makes that different than other traditional lakes. Sure. So, a lot of traditional lakes are only, you know, ten, fifteen, maybe twenty, thirty foot deep. Uh, and they have a thermocline in the lake that runs right at 25 to 30 foot. So once you get under a thermocline, your water clarity uh, gets very, very clear. So at Laurel, where the lake is so deep, you can you can dive down to 60 foot or so, which is very recreational depth. You know, if you're certified, anybody can go to 60 foot. Uh, and it's How long does it take? From the surface, like you jump in the water, mm -hmm. to go 60 foot. Like how? To go down? Yeah. Uh, less than three minutes. <sighs> okay, so educate me. So I got my scuba tank and I'm... How long can you stay underwater? Uh, it just depends on how fast you're breathing, if you panicked or, or not. But roughly, if you know what you're doing and, and you're <coughs> a scuba diver, you can, you, can, you can conserve your air and stay for about an hour. 45 minutes to an hour just blows my mind away I just can't that's just one because that's not my lane of scuba diving but I just forget that's such a phenomenal resource that we have and the fact that you can find a new hobby and you all are trained to train other people to do that and then you may start out as a recreational something fun to do but then in the long run when you have an emergency or you have a rescue call not only does that help them have fun, but that also gives more resources to help diving for hope, to help save people, or to help an emergency situation. So talk about how you go about recruiting volunteers when, when time is of the essence. Sure. So on, we have a Facebook page, of course. On our Facebook, we have a link to our website. There's a volunteer application on there. Um, and it, you know, you just fill that out and we normally get to you as soon as we can. But on there, we have our set scuba divers that help us out and also our set tenders. And a tender is somebody that helps us on the surface either that uh, has a, a radio that can communicate with us underwater and, and let us know what the conditions are or, or where we need to go. If we need to go left, right, forward, up, down, whatever. Uh, sometimes it's our spots of the lake, you know, at the at the spillway where the beach is, it's very good clarity, but sometimes, you know, after a good rain, it might get a little muddy. So mm -hmm. if you're doing a recovery and it's muddy or something, you might not be able to see, and those tenders can help you get to where you need to get. And so the tender eyes. is like maybe has the map 
of the lake and they know that I'm making this up. The boat was at this coordinate, mm-hmm. and so yeah, and they would see our bubbles coming to the surface to be able to direct us <coughs> where we need to go. Okay. So not only is diving for hope, I guess the word diving could technically take on two terms: one, physically diving in mm-hmm. the water, but then your all's rescue group is also on land as well. So you're diving. We're diving into whatever situation. Into whatever. So it's more than just water rescue on that. That's correct. Um, tell me, um, I'm going to start with you, Brian. Tell me your most memorable story rescue that you've had so far in the, in the last two years. Mine would have to be a land search we done uh, roughly two months ago where we, we was actually able to find remains and bring a, a family closure. Um, it, it impacted me specifically because I had worked previously with this family as a lawn care provider and uh, I, I knew them fairly well and I, I just wanted to do all I could to help and I was able to do that. So. And so did they come to you asking for help or did you, since you had that personal relationship, offer that to them? Uh, the family wasn't aware um, that we had had that relationship in the past, but they did come to us to ask if uh, we would be interested in helping, and without a doubt, we we jumped right on it. That's it's it. You all do that type of service because you have a passion to help others. But when it comes to being an end result of a positive thing, man, you get blessed of that feeling of being able to help others. So that's thank you for doing that. What's your most memorable? For sure, uh, I would definitely piggyback off of Brian there, uh, our search in Knox County, as well as uh, multiple other cases. You know, uh, there's a lot. That we, we've definitely helped and put our hand in into bringing a lot of closure to families. Um, so it, it's definitely most memorable whenever you can bring closure to family. Um, you know, it's not the happiest thing in the world, but it's definitely brings closure to them and it's really a true blessing to be able to do so yeah so diving for hope is a nonprofit organization here in london kentucky their resources literally to your fingertips all you have to do they have social media on facebook and tiktok to mm-hmm. see kind of the behind the scenes and the ins and outs of how that works but most of all with this podcast kelly from kentucky is to know that there's volunteer opportunities because there's so many people that want to serve, that want to give back, that want to help in those emergency needs but don't know where to start. You know, I'm not going to be your diver, but if there's other opportunities, whether it was a land search and you're just helping cover acreage or being a tender radio, to know that that application is out there available, we definitely want to get the word out to help your all's group being able to bless others by through diving for hope um are there any other things what's your phone number also that's an opportunity to get in touch if people have questions anybody can talk uh, call me or text me anytime it's 606-515-1328 and brian do you have any last words or anything else you want to to share about diving with hope um i just want to put it out there that if if anyone feels the urge to that they might want to help us 
what whether it be financially or you know while we're on the road you know getting some food you know to fuel us to be able to do this you can always donate and help out as well because so. definitely not only is this emotionally taxing physically taxing what i guess just what's an average time of your your on a case uh they've went from two hours to 120 hours so i mean it, it really depends it just depends on the environment we won't stop so and that's interesting that you've went from a 20 year old cold case well i guess now you said now there's really no such thing as cold cases it technically doesn't close anymore but if someone if the, if there's a family that wants to reach out do they need specific documentation so you're not on a, a goose chase i guess is there some type of technical there's not necessarily a technical document that we need um, just more or less information because not to say that anybody did a bad job not you know kudos to law enforcement yeah technology this is a 2000 2000 since in the last 20 years has just for sure skyrocketed so we'll also you know take any information that they have and just start uh from from brand new you know start from the beginning and act like we don't know anything about the case so fresh they, eyes yeah. yeah so we'll just complete and then we'll you know we'll compare apples to apples and see what they had or what we had and see if it's the same thing or if it's different if it is different why is it different right um, and go from there right. but we'll just brainstorm and, and get all of our areas our search areas that we want to put together and sonar and dive at and and then we'll knock it out and we'll We'll travel however far we need to. We uh, we were able to purchase a, a dive trailer. It's a 24 foot trailer, wow. uh, and it's fully decked out um, in in the rear. It has all of our dive equipment in the front. It has living quarters. Um, so really? and also like TVs and stuff. When we run our sonar and our cameras, you can sit in there. You know, the family can sit in there, sit on the couch, watch the TV, and, and see what we're seeing live. And in in real time, person, in just time. like you said, you watched him. Was it the McCreary County case mm -hmm. that you saw on TV or on, on social media as it was happening? Right. Um, I know a little bit. We talked about Bigfoot and paranormal investigations and stuff, and sometimes they'll do live um, feeds because you then have kind of an online audience looking and seeing and another set of eyes that maybe you don't have something so that could also be another perk of technology of having more people to look and see or um something that doesn't look right or you just never know and we always think in the moment, present time that technology there's no way it could get any better from here we always think well this is it if we've expanded that much in the last 10 to 20 years, there's no telling what the next 10, 20 years is, is going to hold with us. Sure. Um, well, guys, I appreciate you coming to Kelly from Kentucky, Diving for Hope. Go to their Facebook page or TikTok channel. And if you look to be a volunteer, go and download that application. And again, if you have further questions or text, um, Graham, give me that cell phone number again. Sure, it's 606. 515-1328. All right, guys. We appreciate you coming on Kelly from Ken Kelly from Kentucky. And when you go to New York, when are you leaving for that expedition? Supposed to go next spring. Supposed to. Okay.
All right, well, I hope we don't see you out on the lake because normally that means that's a good thing. But if that's the case, we appreciate that you're servicing not only London, Kentucky, but the surrounding areas of Knox and Whitley and Laurel and even surrounding states, whether it's helping a family find closure or a rescue or that drop cell phone that we're all precious of making sure that we have, that your services are available um, for the community. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you.